Hi, and welcome to the Northridge Vineyard Evening Community Podcast. We're a church community in Sydney, Australia, who are passionate about pursuing God together and seeing the world changed by His love. We hope this message challenges and inspires you. For more talks and other resources, please visit our website, www.northridge.org.au. Um, just before we kick off, I just wanted to give... I don't know which camera I'm looking at, but anyway. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Chris and Jen and Davey. Hopefully Davey's asleep. Um, just to say, hi, we miss you guys. I miss you being here. Um, we just... Yeah, I just wanted to say how much uh, Rob and I have so enjoyed coming and hanging out uh, in the evening with you guys. You are a fantastic group of people and um, we love Chris and Jen, we spend lots of time with Chris and Jen in the office, we've holidayed with them, so if you want any of the dirt, come and talk to me, <laughs> nah. um, and we hang out with Davey every now and then, um, but you know, we love seeing what God is doing here, we love seeing your hunger for the Lord and your hunger for the Word, um, and also just your love for each other. And we know that Chris and Jen lead that so beautifully, and um, so thank you for um, just being amazing. It's great. Um, as Pete was saying, you guys have uh, been in the book of, of Mark, and you're doing uh, series on Jesus through the book of Mark, which is really exciting. And what's really exciting about that is we're actually doing um, a series on Jesus in the morning as well, uh, looking at the I am statements uh, of Jesus through the book of John. And so actually, it's been really exciting to see God kind of obviously capturing our heart as a whole church to focus back on him and to look at him um, and at Jesus and to come back to what's really important and who Jesus is and who Jesus is uh, for us. Um, now, uh, obviously we're all on the same page here because I was going to talk about the chosen. Just start off, that was my kind of opening you know, you always, when you do a talk, you always need like an opening line just to get everybody sort of chatting and comfortable. I was going to be talking about that, but now I'm just trying to figure out whether I'm going to give anything away <laughs> when I say it. Now, spoilers, I know, I know, I know. It's funny, isn't it? You know. <laughs> anyway, um, look, for, look, I would just reiterate, I would highly recommend this, um, this series, The Chosen. Uh, we've seen quite a few uh, series on Jesus and movies on Jesus uh, over the years. Uh, some of them have been fantastic, some of them, meh, not so good. Um, but one of the things that The, cho that the Chosen captures really well, um, which is quite different to a lot of other series, in fact, any other series that we have seen before, is the um, humanity of Jesus. And so they weave this hum the humanity of Jesus and his divinity um, in, in quite a unique way, and sometimes it's a little bit offensive. So I'm not going to tell you the exact um, episode I was going to talk on, because you guys are going to watch that later, and I don't want to do any spoilers. But all the way through the series, there are moments when Jesus is depicted in a really, really human way. And I was watching an episode the other day, 
and they showed a part of Jesus where he was particular, where he was exhausted from doing uh, ministry. And it was it was really interesting because as I watched it, there were a couple of things that went on inside me. I realized as I reflected. And one of it was like, oh, wow, oh, yes, obviously. But there was a little part of me that it felt a little bit offensive to see Jesus seemingly weak and vulnerable, to see him exhausted and tired. Um, and like I said, they've done a really good job of, um, of painting that picture, that human side of Jesus. And so uh, it's really sort of had me thinking, well, why do I... Why do I feel that? Like, what's that about? And so I wanted to just kick off my talk because this evening we're going to be looking at the humanity of Jesus and what that means for us. Um, and so just as we kick off, I'd like to just take a minute for us just to quietly, um, to ourselves and with the Lord, I guess just reflect on when I think of Jesus as a human, with human vulnerabilities, like, what does that make me, what does that bring up for me? What does that make me feel? And, you know, if it's like, oh, yeah, absolutely, well, that's awesome. But just, I just wanted us not to race into the talk um, and just listen. I actually wanted to just activate our hearts to hear what God wants to say to us this evening. So let's just take a moment. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And we just pray that as we reflect on how we feel about you being fully human. Would you speak to our hearts? Would you reveal things to our hearts? Thank you, Lord. Now, as we're still in this place, I'm actually going to read through. These are places in the book of Mark that talk through um, these human attributes of God, um, of Jesus. So I'm just going to read the verse and, again, just reflect on each one and just see if anything in you kind of jumps out. That's usually what happens to me. So if it doesn't happen to you, then I do apologize. But often I'll read something and something will be like, oh, that makes me feel slightly uncomfortable or, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Or, um, and often we can just read right past those things that go on in us. And so I just want us to just engage with that as we go. So chapter 11, actually, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to read the verses. If you want the actual verses, you can come to me afterwards and I'll give them to you. The next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Then Jesus said to his disciples, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't have any time to eat. In another place, moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. 
And then later, he looked around them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. Later, Jesus was amazed by their unbelief. And again, Jesus was indignant when he saw how they treated the children. Later on, Jesus looked at him and loved him. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Okay. I just want to encourage you that if any of those things particularly jumped out or if there was a stirring, hold on to that and, you know, let's, let's bring that to the Lord in ministry time. But also as you're listening through this evening, hold on to that um, and continue to ask the Lord to speak to you through that. Now, um, one of the things I really love about church is... Uh, the different generations. And I love the shared life and shared stories that we have. Um, Because the fact is, you know, we all go through different things and sometimes we can feel quite alone in them. But how wonderful is it that often in our church community there are people who have gone through those things before. And I don't know how you find it, but I find it very encouraging when I go to someone and I go, this is what I'm going through. So, for example, um, when I started studying as an adult again, which was a little bit scary because I hadn't studied for quite a long time, there were quite a few people in this community and the morning community who had studied as adults. And so I went and I had a long chat with them And it was so encouraging to hear some of the wrestles and some of the things that they were, um, they sort of had to overcome and how did you do that with a family and, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, I remember also when I wanted to uh, train as a swimming teacher, so it was kind of coming out of ministry stuff after about sort of 12 years of ministry to train in something else. And so there were a couple of people I went to go and chat to about, you know, what does that mean? How is that? This is what I'm feeling. Um, And it was really encouraging to have people who identified with us and with me in those things. And, you know, one of the things about God coming to this earth and to this world as a human is that he has done the most amazing thing of all, which is coming and identifying with us as humans. He came to earth to save us and to be that perfect human for us, but he also came so he could identify with us. And um, I just think that is amazing, that the God of the universe would choose to limit himself and limit who he is to come and be on earth with us. So uh, this evening is just four really quick points, and then we'll have some ministry time. So why was it important for us that Jesus was human? Why is that important? 
Well, um, if we go right back to the beginning, which is a really good place to start. I think there's a song about that, but I won't sing it. If we go right back to the beginning, to Genesis 3, you have a situation where um, Adam and Eve have sinned in the garden, um, and then they uh, leave the garden, and God curses the serpent. And one of the things he says to the serpent is in Genesis 3.15, he says this, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. And so, you know, right in the beginning of the story, right? Right in the beginning of the story, God begins to speak of the offspring of Eve who will come and defeat Satan. And I love that because we are reminded that this is the big story. That, you know, even though we're looking at the book of Mark and we're looking at the Gospels, this is a story that is, has been going on for generations and generations. And so Jesus had to be the perfect human. He had to in order to represent us. Uh, to the Father, we, he had to be human and born of a woman. We are so... Uh, I think sometimes we can skip over that and go, yeah, yeah, we all know. Jesus had to be, you know, a, a human. But actually, if you think about that and uh, look at what that meant for him as God, to come as a vulnerable baby, to be born of, um, from a woman, and then to die on the cross. That he would do that because he knew that there was no other perfect human is absolutely amazing. Jesus also models for us who, I'm sorry, what it means to be human. You know, Jesus, as he walked this earth, as he lived a human life, he showed us what it means to be human. The fact is, is that we have so many things speaking into us and so many influences that tell us what it means to be a human, what it means to be a man or a woman, what it means um, to be a person. And yet we have this amazing example, this perfect example of Jesus showing us what it means to be human. He demonstrates this is God, and yet he chooses to demonstrate intimacy with the Father. You know, through his time on earth, you see him going up to a hill, or going up to a mountain, spending time with his Father. You see him um, saying, I only do what I see the Father do. And that kind of implies an interaction and relationship and spending of time with the Father. As a human, he's demonstrating and showing us what it means to be human, that that intimacy with the Father is for us as well. He also shows us how to partner with God. You know, he's listening and seeing where the father is moving and then he goes and he heals and he interacts and he watches and he listens. 
He relied on the Spirit. He listened. And what's amazing about that is he was God. So we're remembering that this is God who's chosen to limit himself. And in that, he shows us what it means to be human and what it was, what God's intention was for us. His intention was always for us to have intimacy with him and for us to partner with him on this earth. The other thing is that God completely identifies with us. There's nothing at all that you are going through or that you can go through that he does not understand. Jesus knows what, it's, what it is to be hungry. He knows what it is to be exhausted and tired. He knows what it is to be overwhelmed. He knows what it is to be tempted. He knows what it is to lose someone he loves. He knows what it is to be betrayed by his closest friends, abandoned in a time of need, frustrated with the world around him. There's really nothing that we can go through that he doesn't understand. Not just because he's God and he understands everything, but because he has been through it and he knows. My last point, I, this is the thing that I felt like, it's not a very... Um, quite a normal plain thing to say but this is the thing as I was preparing that I felt like God wanted to remind us this evening and that is is that Jesus was very ordinary as a human he had a um, ordinary life now I, I know he had those three years of ministry where he ministered but he had 30 years before that before we heard anything about who he was and in those years, it was a very ordinary life. He would have played with the kids on the street. He would have worked alongside his family. He would have eaten together with the broader family and the broader community. He would have celebrated. We know he went to weddings and feasts. He would have gone to, to the temple. You know, he would have had those weird, awkward relatives that everyone feels slightly uncomfortable with and doesn't know what to do with. He would have sung. He would have danced. You know, very ordinary, everyday things that we do. And God and Jesus embraces those. He embraced them. He didn't try and rush through them. He waited until the right time when the Father then... Um, called him to step out in ministry. Although his mum, I think, did kind of push things on a little bit, as mums often do. Um, but he waited for his father. So even in the ordinary, there was listening 
and partnering with him. And I felt like um, one of the things that he wanted to encourage us with tonight is that he is in your ordinary. I don't know if you're feeling like, well, my life is not particularly extraordinary. My life is not particularly amazing. I'm not seeing um, miracles. I'm not seeing amazing things happen. I'm not seeing all of this. I'm, I'm just kind of taking one step at a time through my day, and it's fairly ordinary, and there's nothing spectacular. I just felt God wanted to say, I am in the ordinary, and I understand the ordinary. Um, when, uh, when, just before I came to faith, so I wasn't a Christian, and um, I was living with a family of, uh, in Canada. And the thing that struck me most about this family was just how ordinary they were. But Jesus seemed to be part of the ordinary. They seemed to talk about Jesus quite naturally. It wasn't weird. Um, you know, we'd be cooking or eating or chatting or laughing or crying, depending on how we were going. And Jesus was brought in, but it was just in the ordinary. They weren't particularly spectacular people. And I think um, that really spoke to me about finding God in our ordinary. Um, and that's one of the most, that is one of those amazing things about Jesus being human, is that he understands that ordinary. But also he wants to use each of us in the ordinary as we partner with him, as we listen to him. He will use us in those really small, seemingly ordinary moments. Why don't we stand together? We're just going to um, spend a little bit of time waiting on the Lord, seeing uh, what it is that he wants to do this evening, what he wants to say. Um, so why don't you find a space, position, you can kneel, lie on the floor, sit, and don't, don't really mind, just somewhere comfortable. And I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit, and then we're just going to see what he wants to do. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and speak to us. We open our hearts to you. And we ask that you would come and minister to us. So again, like we were saying, I just want you to just relax. You don't have to make anything happen. We just invite the Spirit. Sometimes uh, we can feel a little bit of maybe heat or a little bit of shaking or just a stillness in our heart. But just lean into whatever the Lord is doing.
just want to encourage you if um, that word for all, that, about being ordinary is, was for you, if you feel like, oh God, it's just such a, there's nothing spectacular, special that goes on in my days. Just bring that before him now. Spirit begin to move and touching people. I guess uh, just wonder if there's some people who are like, yeah, Lord, I know my life's ordinary. Don't didn't need anyone to tell me that. But I want the extraordinary. I want to see you move more. I want to see um, your kingdom come in the places that I'm at. I want to see you you moving and changing. And I, I want you to use me in that. Um, if that's you, I'd just love you to where you are just to raise your hand. I'd love to pray for you. And then there's a couple of hands if you see people who just want to go and sort of just lay hands and pray for them. But Lord, I just thank you for just these hearts to see you do the extraordinary through them, Lord. And Father, we pray, we thank you that we just bring our small offering and you do the rest. And so Lord, we just pray that we would see you move, they would see you move in their lives and in the lives of those around them. Thank you, Jesus. up 
there. But if you are just feeling the Lord moving um, and you just want to stay in this place, um, I'd love to just encourage you to do that. Christine will keep playing for a little while. Um, And if you would like prayer for anything, please grab someone or come to the front and somebody would love to pray for you. But we're going to finish our um, the service there. So guys online, thanks for joining us. Um, and if uh, you would like to go out for supper, that would be great. I'd love to encourage you to go out and chat in the foyer just to leave this space for people to just spend some time with the Spirit and, and be prayed for. So thank you so much for joining this evening. Bless you guys and uh, we'll see you next week.